which Giants are likely playing in their last game in blue on Sunday. That, plus what do I think happens with Saquon Barkley this offseason? And how much change at the coordinator level is too much? That's all coming your way next on the Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the Locked on Giants podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked on Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast family your team every day. My name is Patricia Chena, P-Train. Happy Friday to everybody. I, of course, am a credential member of the New York Giants media. You can follow me on Twitter or X at Patricia underscore Trena, T-R-A-I-N-A. Or if you want to follow me over on threads and Instagram, it's at Patty Trena, P-A-T-T-I-T-R-A-I-N-A. Happy to have you with us today. As always, shout out to my everydayers, my newcomers, my Blue Crew community, and everybody in between, you are appreciated and loved here on the Locked on Giants podcast. And on today's show, the Giants have one more game to play Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles. We all know about it. I think a lot of us at this point are like, ah, so what? Just get the season over with. But I thought I'd talk a little bit about some of the guys that I don't think are going to be back next year. Guys who are playing their final game in all likelihood in Giant Blue. So I'm going to give you a, a short list of that along with some reasoning. Now, one guy that I don't think, spoiler alert here, is playing his last game in Giants Blue is running back Saquon Barkley. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think is going to happen with Saquon in the offseason. It's going to be a little different than I think last offseason, and I'll explain why in segment two. And then we'll close out the show by debating how much change at the coordinator level is too much. And I'll explain why there's a danger of there being too much change and what I think is going to happen there. And that, of course, is in response to the three coordinators who spoke to the media on Thursday. So that is our agenda here. Again, happy to have you with us. Let's get into it. We've got a lot to cover. All right. First up, what New York Giant players are likely playing their last game on Sunday against the Eagles? I have a list of about nine. Now, I'm looking more so at guys that I just don't think are going to be part of the the, uh, equation. I don't have necessarily all the unrestricted free agents in this list. These are just kind of guys that are obvious. I am going to do a show later on uh, this month, which free agents I don't think are going to be back and who I think will be back. I may split that up because I think there's going to be a lot of guys who aren't going to be back as well as, you know, some guys that I think will be back. And I'm going to do a show for you on that later this month on that. But the guys right off the bat that I would say are not going to be back, that are playing their final game at Giant Blue on Sunday, we'll start with receiver Paris Campbell. That was a signing that, okay, at the time when they made it, I understood it, but that they never really found the right role for him, you know, and then they deactivated him on top of everything. 
They activated Sterling Shepard in place of him, despite the fact Paris Campbell could give them something on special teams. That was a head scratcher. Suffice it to say, Paris Campbell will not be back. I don't think he fits into this team's plans going forward. Sterling Shepard, you know, he spoke to the media this week. He sounded as though he was, you know, he's come to grips with this is going to be it for him. This may be it for him for his career. You know, he spoke about, you know, oh, I'm going to talk with my family and see what, you know, kind of reach a decision as to where I go from here. But I just have a feeling Sterling Shepard's going to be one of those guys who plays his whole career as a giant, retires as a giant, calls it a day. And, you know, you guys know how I feel about Shep. I've said it so many times on this program. That's going to be a heartbreaker for me just to kind of see him on the field for one last time and and know that that's probably going to be the last time we see him in Giants Blue. Darnay Holmes is a guy that I don't think is going to be back. Darnay Holmes is a cornerback. He was finally, you know, unplanted as the main slot cornerback. But, you know, what's interesting about Darnay Holmes is he's been really good as a gunner, you know, on special teams. And I wondered if maybe there was a chance he might stick around for his gunner play. And then I got to thinking, you know, look, there's only so many players that I think the Giants can keep for exclusively for special teams. So Darnay Holmes, I just don't think they're going to stay with him in that regard. I, I've always gotten the impression basically since day one when they drafted Darnay Holmes, that they were looking to always replace him. I think the time has come now. So Holmes is a guy I'd be surprised if he's back. Plus, don't forget, he had to take a pay cut in order to stay this year. Usually when a guy has to take a pay cut, they don't, you know, come next the next year when he when they uh, have a contract to negotiate, they tend to go elsewhere. Not always, but usually. Jihad Ward is a guy that I don't think is going to be back. Now, I know... Defensive coordinator who Wink Martindale once said that wherever he goes, he wants Jihad Ward with him. Um, I'm going to talk about the coordinators coming up later on in the program. I think regardless of Wink Martindale is back, I don't see Jihad Ward being back. The Giants have got to get a pass rusher to compliment Kayvon Thibodeau. I don't know at this point if, if uh, Aziz Ojolari is that guy because he can't stay on the field. But I've been screaming about this for I don't know how long now. The Giants need at least three solid pass rushers, and they don't have that. They only have the one in Thibodeau. They got to get another one. You know, none of the, you know, if we're going to sit here and I'm going to sit here and tell you, well, they shouldn't carry Sterling Shepard because, you know, they have special feelings for him or they like him or anything like that. The same's got to apply to Jihad Ward. And I like Hottie. All right. I think Hottie is, is a, a good addition to the locker room. He's not a horrible player, but liking him and, and making, you know, the fact that he's quote unquote teacher's pet, not a good enough reason to keep a player on the roster. Not if you want to win. I'm sorry. You've got to stop that. All right. Another guy I don't think is back. Justin Pugh. Justin Pugh was a great story coming straight off the couch. You know, he came in, he provided leadership, kind of settled that offensive line down a little bit. But the more you saw Justin Pugh play, whether it was at left tackle or left guard, the more you're convinced that there's just not much there left on his tires. So that being said, you know, I, I just don't think you put you devote a roster spot to him next year. You've got to get younger on that offensive line. You got to get someone in here who could develop that talent. 
that they already have. I don't think Justin Pugh is in the future. And, you know, I don't know if Justin Pugh wants to, you know, continue playing. I know he's got a real estate business that he's developing as well as some other things. He's expecting a baby with his wife, their first child. I think that baby's due this month. So a lot of things for Justin Pugh, I think, to to worry about after football. And he's another one who I think will have the opportunity to retire as a giant. He's already on the roster, so he could, you know, it's not like the Giants have to sign him to a one-day contract to do that. Um, Xavier McKinney. This is going to be probably a guy that's going to bring a lot of debate. The more I, I talk to people, the less convinced I'm, I am that McKinney comes back. I think we're going to see another type of situation like what we saw with Landon Collins a few years ago. When Landon Collins, the Giants weren't really gung-ho to bring him back. And then, of course, he went on and he got big money from Washington, I think the same thing is going to happen with McKinney. He's going to get a big contract from someplace else, and he's not going to hesitate to walk out the door. And you know what? The Giants have Dane Belton, and I've always thought that Dane Belton was the heir apparent if McKinney walked out the door. Don't want to see it happen, but I think that's what's going to happen. Three more real quick. Tyrod Taylor, he's not coming back next year. I think Joe Shane's kind of alluded to that. Tyrod, if he wants to continue playing, We'll find work somewhere in the NFL. I just don't think it's going to be with the Giants. Matt Breida, the running back, solid player. But, you know, I think come next year, they're going to be looking for Eric Gray and maybe just Sean Corbin. And who knows, maybe they bring in a young running back um, to kind of, you know, step in and fill in behind Saquon Barkley, assuming they work things out with Saquon. So I don't think Matt Breida is back. And then another guy that I don't think is back, even though he's been playing pretty well, and he's kind of been flying under the radar, is defensive lineman A. Sean Robinson. He's been solid. And I look at, you know, his play and I say to myself, okay, you know, he's a guy that maybe you bring back. And then I say that, then I look at the rest of the roster and I say, okay, they've got DJ Davidson. They've got Jordan Riley that they're trying to develop. And oh, by the way, they've got a really good defensive line coach in Andre Patterson. So, you know, do you bring back A. Sean Robinson who's got one of those funky contracts where he's got three voidable years after this year, or do you just say, you know what, cut our losses and let's just go with the youth. I think that's what they do. I think they go with the youth. All right. So that's my quick list of guys that I don't think will be back next year. Guys who will be playing their final game in giants blue this, uh, this Sunday. Now coming up, I'm going to talk about Saquon Barkley and why I think he's going to be back. And if he's not back, what might happen there. So, but I think he's going to be back. That's coming up right after this. Hey, giant fans, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be a hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. So that's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Simply add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize whom you'd like to interview and hire. So don't spend time sorting through endless resumes and dead-end leads. Put LinkedIn jobs to work to you today for free by visiting linkedin.com slash NFL. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back to Locked On Giants. I'm your host, Patricia Trena. 
And coming up next week, it is the first week of the off season, a long off season ahead. Now, the schedule for next week is not set, but amongst the things we're going to have to cover, obviously, include um, Baggy Day, which will be Monday. We know that. Joe Shane is supposed to speak to the media. I don't know right now if that's going to be Monday or Tuesday. I've heard two different days. So whenever that is, obviously, I'll get a show out to you right away. As far as, you know, the day after the game, you know, how I usually do kind of like a wrap up or takeaway, I don't think I'm going to focus too much on the game unless it's a win, which, you know, I at this point, I doubt it's going to be. But if it's a win, I'll talk about it. But rather, I think what I'm going to do for, for the Monday show is I'm going to kind of spin ahead a little bit and kind of do a, a, a summary of the season. And then, you know, we have other shows that I'm, that I'm developing now, um, a by the numbers show, biggest off season questions. There's going to be a salary cap show, free agents. Uh, we're going to go into the free agents in depth. So a whole lot of stuff coming up on the Locked on Giants podcast, just because the Giants season over doesn't mean I'm done for the year. I'll be here with you throughout the off season, you know, leading up to the draft, beyond the draft, right through the off, you know, the organized team activities. I'm here for you guys and I appreciate you. So that's what's coming up. Let's talk about Saquon Barkley now. There's some people who think that the Giants will move on from Barkley. Folks, I'm not one of them. All right. This is my theory, my opinion. All right. This isn't based on Anything I've heard, anything I've been told, this is just how I would approach it if I were doing, you know, the business side of things for the Giants. Saquon Barkley is another year older, as we know. He had another lower body injury. He's not going to get the type of payday that maybe he was looking to get last year. All right. He's going to have to take something probably, I would say, between eight and 10 million a year. Now here's the difference with Saquon. You know, he, he spoke to the media on um, Wednesday and he said this time around, you know, he'll be more involved he'll be more proactive. Um, he sounded like if, if he got the franchise tag again, although he wouldn't like it, he didn't sound as that defiant about getting it. The thing that's going to change with Saquon this year is that he's got that new agent on his team, Ed Berry from CAA, whereas last year it was Kim Miali from Rock Nation Sports. And, you know, let's call it for what it is. Rock Nation really didn't handle that negotiation as well as they could have. I think they overpriced Saquon. I question if maybe they let him down the old primrose path. You know, CAA bringing them in, you know, at the last minute, they are the ones who helped to get the one-year franchise tag deal that Saquon played on this year done. So I just have a feeling now that there's a little bit better understanding between Saquon's side and the Giants' side. I do believe that the Giants want Saquon to be a Giant for life. I believe Saquon wants to be a Giant for life. So therefore, folks, the franchise tag is going to be very much in play for Saquon. Because look, as I said before in the other segment, they're not, they're probably not going to keep um Xavier McKinney. So who else could they conceivably use 
the franchise tag on. That's not going to cost them an arm and a leg to do so. It's got to be Saquon. And I think the franchise tag is something like $12.4 million for one year. Now, whereas the Giants last year were okay with Saquon playing on that tag, I think this year it's going to be more of a placeholder type of deal where, you know, okay, let's just get the tag in there if we can't get a deal done before the deadline and just keep working on it. And I think with the change in representation, they will come to a, an agreement. Now, what happens if they don't? What happens if something unexpected happens? Well, if you've got him tagged and you're the Giants, you have two choices. You either rescind the tag and let him walk out the door for nothing, or you look to trade him. Right now, as I sit here recording this on January 4th, 2024, I do think they will get something done. I don't think the team wants to get rid of Saquon. I don't think Saquon wants to go anywhere. They just have to sit down and hammer this out. If I were handling this, that's the approach I would take. My first priority would be to get him signed to maybe a three-year deal with, two, you know, an out after two. I wouldn't go crazy. I think I would go for an APY, like I said, between eight and 10, which is still kind of generous, get all things considered. He's not going to get 14. He's not going to get 16. No way. That ship has sailed. Not that it was ever in the water to begin with. But if you could get him for, again, between 8 and 10, I think you do it. Now, we'll see. We'll see if that will be good enough. Again, it all comes down to the guaranteed money. And I'll be hammering out a contract, what I think, you know, Saquon's going to get, you know, right down to the, you know, I'll try to come up with the signing bonus and the structure. That's an off-season activity for me that I will attempt to do. And um, I'll present that to you on, on a forthcoming show at some point in the off-season. But, you know, not, in a nutshell, I do think both sides want each other. I do think it's going to happen. As of right now, I don't get any sense that there's any bitterness or Saquon's digging in like he did last year. You know, just, again, listening to him, the body language, it just seems like he's more mature, more wise to, you know, what to expect in the way of the world and, you know, more involved. And last year, maybe he was a little too dependent on his team, his agent, you know, to, to tell him what was going on. And I don't know, obviously, what kind of conversations they were having, but I do know once Saquon took more of an active role in it, things started to calm down. So that's what I think is going to happen with regards to Saquon Barkley. Hope I'm right. I mean, you know, look, some of you might say, just move on from him. What do they need him for? If you're going to get a rookie quarterback in here, which I do believe the Giants are going to do, wouldn't you want to have as much of a supporting cast around that rookie? You know, not just a running back, not just your receivers, but also a solid offensive line. Don't make the same mistake you made with Daniel Jones. When Daniel Jones came in here, all he really had was, you know, Saquon. And I think I think that was pretty much it. Don't make that same mistake. Get as many pieces in place as possible so that if you do bring in a rookie, let him, you know, sit for a few games, you know, get his feet wet and whatnot, get acclimated. And then you do like you did, like what the Giants did back in 2004 when they switched from Kurt Warner to Eli Manning. You make that transition then. So that's how I kind of see this working out. So. All right, coming up next, 
how much change at the coordinator level is too much. We'll talk about that right after this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year, we sometimes get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organized one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy helps you find your strengths so that you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make the changes that really stick. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime at no additional charge if you find that your initially assigned therapist isn't a match. So go on and celebrate the progress that you've made with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Giants podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Traina, P-Train. And by the way, before I forget, as we go into the off season, let me know if there's a specific type of show you want to see, whether it be a specific topic that you're curious about, whether it's, you know, the return of um, Twitter Tuesday, um, whatever the case may be, you know, just drop a comment in the, in the comment box below if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on our audio platforms, our contact information is there. You can send me a, an email and um, if I can work it into the rotation, I will. So, all right. In this segment, how much change would be too much at the coordinator level? Now, I bring this up because the three coordinators spoke on Thursday, as they always do. And naturally, the big topic was their future with the team. Now, all of the Giants assistant coaches, including the coordinators, as I understand it, are under contract through 2024. There are some assistant coaches we know that are leaving. Jeff Nixon, the running backs coach, is one. Craig Fitzgerald, the strength and conditioning coach, is another. But let's stick with the coordinators here because if there's going to be upheaval on the coaching staff, and there will be, that's the level we want to focus on. All right, so which of the three, Mike Kafka, Wink Martindale, and Thomas McGahee, are most likely to leave? And is there a possibility that Brian Dable might say, you know what, given the results that we had this year, we got to start from scratch? Well, folks, I think if Dable were to get rid of all three coordinators, that would be a big mistake. I think you would just be like, that's, that's almost like bringing in a new coaching staff and starting from scratch. Sure, you can maybe look for guys who have similar philosophies and stuff like that. But why, if you're going to do that, why not just stay with what you've got? Now, let's start with the offense in particular. The offense is pretty much Dable's system. So if Kafka were to leave the Giants either on his own or through, you know, Dable's wish, I do believe that that system would survive. And again, with a new quarterback likely to come on board, a rookie quarterback, in essence, the Giants would kind of be starting over a little bit on offense with getting that kid up to snuff, with, you know, grooming him and, and you know, calling plays for them. And I've said from day one that if they bring in a young quarterback, 
Gable's going to have a very, very big part in that kid's development. And I've said that I believe Shea Tierney, the quarterback's coach, will get promoted to offensive coordinator. He won't be the play caller. Gable will take that over, I think. But Shea Tierney will get a bigger role if Kafka is not here next year. So I do think that the Giants can survive, so to speak, if Kafka is not here next year. Now, this is contingent, though, I feel, on what they do with defensive coordinator. And this is why I think Wink Martindale, unless he gets a, a head coaching job somewhere, this is why I think he will, he will be back. In order for Dable to really pour all his efforts into the development of a young quarterback, if that is indeed the plan, you want a defensive coordinator who basically you can trust to run the defense, who you don't have to micromanage. Wink Martindale has the experience. He's put in a system that would be going into year three. It's not like they have to start over from scratch. He's basically got a lot of building blocks in there. They do have to fill things out. They do have to address some of the, you know, the problems that they had this year. But I think we could probably all agree that the defense, although not world beaters, are is slightly ahead of the offense in terms of you know performance and and uh, impact that it's made on this season. So why would you want to start all over from scratch? Yes, there continues to be reports of Wink and, and, and Dable not getting along and there being friction and everything like that. But you know what? You're both grown men. Sit down, work it out. You don't have to be best buddies. You don't have to go out drinking every Friday night. Sit down and work out your differences. Respect each other as professionals and put the other, you know, baloney aside for the good of the team. Right, do what's in the best interest of the team, and if Wink Martindale can continue getting that defense on an upward projection, stick with him. And this way, you can worry about if you're Dable, you can worry about the offense and a potential new quarterback that's coming in. Thomas McGahee, that one's a tough one. I know a lot of people say, "Look, the Giants' special teams have been, you know, garbage. They've been inconsistent." This year, you could say, you know, the kicking carousel that they had because of injuries, that was, you know, unusual. You could say, you know, not having a solid punt returner for the first half of the season, that's on Joe Shade, who took ownership of that. I suspect McGahee will get a pass this year because there was an improvement in the punting. Jamie Gillen had a, had a much better year, still a little inconsistent here and there, had a much better year than he did last year. The coverage was better. Gunnar Olszewski made a big difference in the, in the, um, the, the return game. You know, the kickoff, you know, the kickoff stuff, the kickoff return game, you know, that could, that could use a little, you know, boost obviously, but with this new kickoff return rule, that kind of was, was screwy if you ask me. So I would not be surprised if McGahee gets a pass. So bottom line, folks, to swap out all three coordinators, that would just be extreme. And I don't think that makes sense. I don't think that's the way to go. I think that would set the team back even further. If you're Dable and you can make this happen, you say, okay, Wink, we're going to put aside any personal differences we have. and We're going to work together for the best of the team. And we're going to make this work. You say to Thomas McGahee, look, I realize you had some circumstances that weren't your fault, but I need more consistency 
when you do have all your pieces together. If it's Mike Kafka, that one you can you can say, look, Mike, appreciate the job you did. We're going in a different direction. We're you know potentially looking to get a young quarterback in here. You know, we want to start from scratch here, tweak a few things, get some new offensive linemen in here, maybe get a number one receiver in here, another tight end. We appreciate what you've done. We're going in a different direction. That's the amount of change I think makes the sense, most sense for the Giants. Now, I know some of you will disagree and say, nope, McKay, he's got to go. I don't think that's going to happen. I could be wrong, but we'll find out, won't we? We'll find out in a matter of probably uh, within the next week because we will be on coordinator watch to see who Dable keeps and who he gets rid of. All right, Giant fans, that will do it for us here at the Lockdown Giants podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in. As always, making us your first listen of the day. If you watch on YouTube, your first watch of the day. We'll be back Monday with all new shows. And again, um, I'm not sure of the schedule, so we'll have to kind of play it by ear. Once I find out, I'll be able to let you know. But um, there will be five shows next week, and I hope you will tune in to all of them. So until then, have a great weekend. Those of you in the Northeast who are going to get stuck in that snowstorm, be safe. And I will talk to you again on Monday.